Hello and welcome to Backlog. We're your hosts, Lucas and Alex Evans. Each week, we take a look through our backlog, pick a game to play for the next couple weeks, and meet back to discuss our time with it. We're happy you can join us back again here, kicking off Season 3. Season 2, bit of a non-starter, we'll admit. Uh, Life gets in the way, lots of crazy stuff going on. Uh, But we're going to change stuff up a little bit for Season 3 here. Um, We're basically splitting our old format, I guess you'd say. Um, We're going to spend one week talking about our game, then we'll pick a new game. We can uh, look at that over the next two weeks. And then we'll have uh, another podcast in a week where we tackle uh, a top five subject. Um, It'll split us up, give us a lot more time, I think, to talk about it so we're not cramming so much into uh, an hour. And we're routinely running over, I guess, into uh, an hour and a half, if not more, some weeks. So I think this will give us a lot more breathing room. How are you this week, Alex? Good. Um, I mean, it's one of my shorter work weeks, so uh, Mm -hmm. got some more free time. I mean, I guess... I, I mean, I guess honestly the week wasn't super great i mean i had a bit of a bit of an accident <laughs> driving to work earlier in the week like tire exploded yeah. on me and flew off the rim so it's, uh, uh, yeah the picture is crazy it's just the yeah. the tread is just completely shredded off the tire yeah. i don't understand maybe we'll put those pictures on like uh some on like social medias <laughs> and stuff like that that i have so people can see them yeah that'll be a good way to kick off our instagram just a blown ass tire <laughs> Also, season two, representation in a picture. Yeah, yeah, it kind of fell off the wheels there a bit. But like I said, we thought about it, we thought about the format, and I think uh, this is a way that we can both make a better product and uh, make it more manageable and consistent. So I'm pretty, pretty excited about it. Um, with that being said, uh, we are going to uh, be talking about Rocket League this week. Obviously, we didn't announce that or anything anywhere, so just a game that me and Alex have been playing lately, so we thought it was a good way to talk about it. Then uh, stay tuned, end of the podcast, we'll tell you what we're going to be playing for the next couple weeks, and hopefully you can play along with us and uh, get in touch with us if you have any questions or um, any comments anything you want to contribute to the discussion when we talk about that in a couple weeks we'd love to hear from you so you can reach us uh, as always same address backlogpod at gmail.com you can send your your comments there or you can find us at uh, anchor.fm slash backlogpod uh, you can post comments there or leave a review and anywhere else you, you can uh, get your podcasts we'd love to hear from you uh, so, uh, you've been playing anything uh, anything this week other than our, our game of the week? Anything on the side? Um, yeah, I mean, I just like, I more so like dabble with a lot of games. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like my issue, like I play, as if anyone's listened to this before, I, pri- I play like primarily Switch, Nintendo Switch for video games, except for when I'm playing with you. We normally play on PlayStation uh, yeah. 4, but... Um, but like I don't I don't know it's just like maybe because it's so easily accessible or like so easy to change over games or what but like on Switch I just find I'll play like a game for like ten minutes and then like either get bored of it or I'm just like I don't really want to play this switch so like switch over to something else mm-hmm. um, but I've been playing a little bit of like I got Rayman Legends on Switch it was on sale so I picked that up um, nice. like yeah a little bit of uh, like um, Swords of Ditto played a little bit of that oh nice yeah. yeah i keep wanting to try that um man i i i i feel like i missed the switch train or i'm just not understanding something to do with <laughs> switch i mean i think for me it's a lot of the prices on the games like i know stuff goes on sale but mm. still never goes on sale the amount of 
that it does for like humble bundle or on steam and stuff so it's just so hard for me to want to go and i still have joy con drift issues so like Mm. i'm just i just don't feel like i even want to boot up the switch and fight with that half the time like i have a pro controller and stuff but that obviously kind of defeats the portability aspect a little bit where you can't just like lay and play it like a Mm. like a tablet kind of i have portable i have this like spray back when i used to work at uh, like a music store it's like this contact cleaner for like electronics basically so more so used for like spraying it into like different knobs and like faders on mixers and just really anything electronic i guess um Mm -hmm. we would spray it on like a guitar jack too and like basically just plug the cable in and out it just breaks up dust and debris and everything like that um so i basically on the joy con for the joy con drift that i like there's like a little rubber flap underneath the joystick that you can get under yeah and i've been lift i lift that up spray that spray in all around it and then i move the joy con around a bunch and then uh, that normally nine times out of ten gets rid of the drift first try sometimes i'll have to go back and spray again but that's been getting rid of the drift for me and my girlfriend so yeah it's decent i yeah i have to look into it i know you can get different kits i mean i could just get another set of joy cons or something but that would probably be delaying the issue for a bit i mean i do when i first got the switch i played um a lot of binding of isaac on it like that's a really fun one to just have like a little one hour run or adventure through and mm. just kind of bite-sized which i think fit it pretty well so um yeah that, that'd be that'd be pretty decent um i haven't been playing too many games lately i've been playing nowhere profit which is just an, an older well i say old it's only like a, a year or so out of like actual release but mm. In this day and age, that makes a game old, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just an old uh, card game that I kind of rediscovered. It's like a single-player roguelike card game. Really fun. Mm. Um, but I've mainly just been trying to get into... I've been kind of re-interested in uh, game development and programming and uh, a bit of pixel art on the side and stuff too. So I've been yeah. trying to uh, just dedicate my time a bit to, to doing stuff like that. And that's been fun. Mm. Um, so... Um, speaking of uh, yeah. Binding of Isaac, um, I saw that yeah. like that they uh, put out like Super Meat Boy Forever, whatever it is. Um, is that a sequel yeah. or is that like still another add-on expansion version of the original? So I'm not really a Super Meat Boy fan, uh, but Super Meat Boy Forever. So I mean, I all that saying, I can't really speak to too much. Mm-hmm. But from what I gather, um, it is a sequel. Like it's well, it's a sequel of swords it's a whole new game it's not an expansion or add-on or anything Mm -hmm. but apparently it's made by like a different team of developers so it's just kind of like the ip but made by different people and um so like apparently i don't know if it's i've watched a little bit of gameplay um because one of my favorite youtubers uh, played it quite a bit because speaking of binding of isaac as well he's like a super big binding of isaac uh player so he kind of plays anything that comes out from yeah ed ed mcmullen and team stuff. Meat or whatever yeah whatever the, the actual team name is um so he's a big fan of uh like he he also liked the original meat boy or whatever it is super meat boy but mm-hmm. um but yeah apparently this one is just it's more of almost like an adventure game but like with difficult platforming as well and i don't know i don't think it's getting uh, reviewed very well i don't think people yeah. are quite liking a lot of the changes to it but i don't i don't know the specifics of the old one or the new one enough mm. to comment on that too much yeah i kind of read like briefly a review and it didn't really get a super good like didn't get really like super good press but mm-hmm. basically it was like it's it seems like it's just like 
more of the first game, which I mean, I guess is kind of like what you would have to do for a sequel, but like basically it just seems like it's like people are tired of it and done with it now. Like it's just sort of not like really all that popular anymore. People are really asking for it. So, yeah, I mean, it's tough, I think, especially with a platformer or something like so strict in design as, as, as super meat boy, because if you, you know, if you make a sequel or make a whole new game, like people kind of expect a new mechanic or expect something new, but then the whole idea behind Super Meat Boy is it's like, you know, super strict, super concise, you know, super precise, uh, you know, of a, of a game. So, you know, adding any anything to it kind of really messes up that formula. But at the same time, it's kind of what people expect. So kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Not that it can't be ever done, but like, mm. I think that it makes it tough from a, a, a design standpoint to to add anything to it or to just leave it the same and just make new levels with yeah. it still feeling like it warrants being a new game. So well, I think it's a tough spot. I think for me, that's why I prefer like story driven games for the most part is because like, obviously like you can't make a game like 10 different genres or like the gameplay styles all in one. So I find like the way I don't get bored of like the repetition of a gameplay is through like an actual good story. So um like you know like the last of us part two and like the uncharted series i've talked about and like the ori and the blind forest will the wisp games like all that stuff like where it's like more sort of story driven whether it's predictable or not it's still like it still gives me a reason to keep playing and like and pushes the gameplay and the story ahead so it's yeah i mean for games like that where it's just like you know super meat boy sort of stuff is just like yeah predictable story but i find the first game was kind of like probably condensed everything into what you need to play i mean you know just a hard level like hard navigation levels and stuff like that is just kind of a little overdone for a lot of games yeah yeah i like uh, i mean i like story um i think i think story matters to me more than i would even like consciously think about but i mean i i like to like if there's a good mechanic like in my opinion like binding of isaac or um a lot like i like play a lot of roguelikes which are i would say repetitive almost by nature right you kind of die restart die restart is like one of the staples of the genre so i like a mechanic as long as there's enough randomness introduced into the mechanic like that's what i like about roguelikes is every run's a little different you're constantly forced to adapt so Mm. That's what keeps games fresh for the most part for me is kind of the procedural element to it. But I do like story and narrative and environment a lot too. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into uh, a bit of news. I figured uh, for this uh, this podcast where we're talking about Game of the Week, we can uh, recap a bit of news that's going on. Just talk about it. Uh, neither me or Alex, I think, really follow too intently on gaming news, but uh, there's always a few big stories I think that pop up and would be fun to to get uh, Alex's take on it for at least in my opinion. <laughs> um, so, uh, one of the big ones that uh, that was on my radar at least um, is um, Lucasfilms uh, has uh, signed a deal with Ubisoft to make. Uh, some open world Star Wars games. Uh, how do you feel about Star Wars games in general? Have you played uh, Fallen, uh, Jedi Fallen Order or anything? No, I I got that for you like last Christmas and yeah. Um, yeah. So I've kind of I've been like been 
waiting to get it from you, but obviously COVID permitting to, it makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, <laughs> you have to do a, a handoff at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess the latest Star Wars game that we've played, and it's even newer than Fallen Order, was like the Rogue Squadrons games. But Yeah, um, I like Rogue Squadron a lot. Yeah. Um, but, but like, so did you, did Ubisoft make um the fallen order one or was that that was a different game a different team yeah that's by uh, ea um okay. so ea has basically had the star wars license for like a long time yeah they did battlefront um, so they're the, yeah they're the ones who made the newer battlefronts um they're the ones who made um jedi fallen order um did they do rogue squadrons as well uh yeah i think it's just called star wars squadrons oh yeah one. but yeah they one of their like sub branches made uh squadron as well but yeah so they've kind of lucasfilm and disney i guess uh, as a, on a grander scale is kind of branching out with a new partnership with ubisoft to make like an open world story driven star wars game which i think sounds really cool um i think the the ubisoft formula will fit really well for like a star wars game i've been playing a fair bit of um immortals phoenix rising which is one of the the newest uh, ubisoft games the greek mythology breath of the wild inspired uh, <laughs> adventure yeah um and i think that kind of format like that would be really cool set in a, a star wars universe especially if you can travel from like planet to planet and stuff so mm. i'm super looking forward to whatever comes from this i know some people have a distaste for ubisoft um, and I will give it to you that I mean a lot of their big games do pretty much follow the same formula for a significant portion of them but mm. um, I mean they, they I think they have enough variety like um, there's the division um, something like the division might be cool too eventually like some sort of multiplayer RPG shooter of some sort mm. I think I think there's a lot of cool stuff they could do with the Star Wars uh, IP so I'm really excited to, to see what they end up doing with that yeah um, uh, so like with like that sort of star wars stuff um do you like do you have any theories like um i know some people like are sort of wanting like mandalorian gaming mm. like i have some sort of a mandalorian game potentially but do you have any like theories on like what they're gonna put out first uh no i think they'll probably do something unique like i feel like it'll follow a bit of how kind of fallen order was you know basically its own story i don't think they'll try and tap into specifically to any existing stories mm. but uh but but we'll see uh, we'll see what they plan on doing it'll probably be quite a while before we get even a peek at anything <laughs> they're doing but yeah i think it's just still cool they're happening i think a lot of people will just in general be happy that the star wars license has been uh released from ea's grasp a little bit uh, it seemed like they were trying to like you know do good things after some people were upset with how battlefront 2 and stuff ended up going but yeah uh yeah i also haven't gotten around to playing a lot of jedi fallen order um my girl i just watched my girlfriend play it for a couple hours um and it looks really fun hmm. but it's like almost dark soulsy i guess in, in oh, like okay. especially the boss fights and stuff like they're very like you gotta learn their patterns it can be super difficult you gotta like dodge a lot and attack when you have the moment and stuff hmm. Um, but it's also got some open worldy segments, which I guess Dark Souls does as well. I'm not very experienced with the Souls genre. <laughs> um, does Fallen Order have like a? Uh, does it have like a a good evil sort of pathway thing to it as well? Like some have had, like as far as uh, like question. your question, I don't think so, but uh, it might. But I don't think so because hmm. you just I think you're just 
fighting fighting Sith people and trying yeah. to be a Jedi, but I could be mistaken. Yeah, I, f- I just I feel um, like with like open world stuff like that too, it's either like you really have one of two ways of doing it, and I feel like you're gonna make people happy and make people angry no matter what you do. But I think like you know, sort of like yeah. an upgrade path, and like you can branch into like you know the the light side of the force and then the dark side of the force for abilities and stuff like that like i know yeah i think knights of the old republic and stuff like that have sort of done that before yeah um well bouncing back to uh switch a little bit mm. this is uh one thing that might make me pick up my switch uh <laughs> uh have you have you been following along with the new pokemon snap announcements and the trailer and everything I, i've seen it on the switch store like it's available for pre-order i think but, for pre-order um okay. but i haven't looked into it much besides that is it is it all the same pokemon from the original one or are they branching out and doing like all the like 11 generations or whatever they have <laughs> Uh, I don't know if they've like specifically commented how many Pokemon are going to be in it or anything. From the trailer, it's got like new Pokemon. It's not like the original, yeah, uh, original thing. But um, it's definitely like the same gameplay. It looks like like you're kind of it looks like it's on rails for the most part. You have like the pester balls or the food you can throw at people. Like mm. so, I mean, first of all, let me just take a side path here for a second. A little little detour. <laughs> What is what is with Nintendo's naming scheme with this this crap? Like, I'm saying this this is the one time when I'm almost okay with it because it's very clearly like almost a remake of the original. Like, it looks like like it looks like it is going to be a new Pokemon Snap. But mm-hmm. why why do they have to do this? What this <laughs> what is it with like new you know like new Super Mario Bros. 2D 3D Bowser's dungeon whatever the heck like yeah they just they just slap all these adjectives on the front of it it makes it so confusing to to figure out like yeah. does this bother you as much as it does me am i alone here i mean i don't really like buy nintendo games as much as like i mean i like i said switch is like my main console but i don't really play a lot yeah. of nintendo games that's more of like my girlfriend's domain like she has like she plays a lot of breath of the wild still she plays a lot of animal crossing um she yeah. bought like pokemon sword um like the last nintendo game i think i bought was luigi's mansion 3 like last last october mm-hmm. um so i th- i believe so at least but but yeah i mean i don't i don't really pay attention to it as much so i don't it doesn't really upset me but i definitely know what you mean it's definitely very easy to see that it's like yeah like they just seems like they've been taking wii u games and like basically just like updating the graphics maybe a little bit or like adding <laughs> levels or maybe it's a whole new game but that's because of the naming it is hard to tell it's like you know yeah. is this just a re-release that you're charging 90 dollars for now or is it <laughs> is it a new game because i think the yeah. the mario 3d world one that they just put out because i think it's the one from the wii u i think it's like mario 3d world um and then there's like yeah like that bowser's something added on to it and i think that's basically all that's new about it is just whatever this bowser thing is <laughs> yeah yeah i um like I, i'm excited about the new pokemon snap though again i like you just kind of touched on i don't know if i would pay 90 dollars for a pokemon snap experience we'll see how it goes um one of the things, like, I did you play a lot of Pokemon Snap on the N64? Like, uh, I feel like I probably played a lot more than you did of that. I, I liked it. I feel like I played a fair amount. Like, I can definitely remember, like, 
most of the levels and like yeah. the like the map of it and everything like that and the gameplay but um it's not necessarily a game that like holds like a, any sort of a a close place in my my gaming heart or anything so that's fair uh like one of the things it's always so hard to recapture the magic of childhood obviously but um one of the things i do hope that they can work in in like a fun and interesting way is kind of the the mystery elements that kind of popped up in uh, the original pokemon snap like i don't know if you remember too much but you would there is like in each zone there is kind of like a special like rock structure or you know cluster of gems or stars or something you could take a picture of it it would be like blurry and weird you had to get a new device to like decode it almost so then you started Mm. collecting like these constellations and once you get all the constellations you could go and eventually spoiler alert for a game that was released in 1999 but you eventually get to go and like find Mew and and take pictures of Mew and stuff that's like the end end thing um i remember well i remember i don't know if you remember this but there was like a a a hospital like near our house that we used to go to as kids when we had to go to the hospital for anything and i remember for like a few years when we started going there there was like a pokemon snap like art setup basically like more like kind of like an arcade demo setup like you would see it like walmart or like mcdonald's or something but um i think it was like five dollars you could play pokemon snap but then you also could print out one of the pictures that you took at the end yeah i think i never our mom never let us play it because it's five dollars so (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah the kiosks um were like a big part of when pokemon snap released like they also had them at like blockbusters and like the video rental stores and stuff because mm. you could bring your save cartridge like or oh. maybe you brought your whole cartridge i don't know i think it was probably just your save pack and you could like plug it into the machine and just yeah pay like a couple bucks and like print out like mm. strips of your pictures and stuff it's a really cool idea um but uh yeah, those those are always neat. Never got to interact with them, but it's a uh, it's another cool thing of the past that you know will never exist again. Yeah. But, um. So yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully they do something to make it warrant sixty bucks. Cause, I mean, if it's just like eight environments and it's like an on rails thing, and you can you know take thirty pictures per zone, like I just feel like that's not enough to charge sixty bucks. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what they're gonna do to spice up the formula. This is another one, especially when you title it new pokemon snap and just obviously like lean on the like even in this description on the eShop here the new game brings the gameplay of the 1999 pokemon snap game for the nintendo 64 system to life on the nintendo switch system with unknown islands to discover and different pokemon to see like they're obviously leaning on it being like a nostalgia trip but yeah i just like i don't know what you add to this to make it a 60 dollar game but hopefully uh, hopefully they do something with it i'll keep an eye on it. so with the whole adjective thing going on in the beginning of you know <laughs> games and stuff yeah would you prefer it be called just pokemon snap would you be, prefer it be called pokemon snap something something or like what yeah i'd, pr- I'd prefer a, a subtitle if anything if they ha- i get why you'd want to use pokemon snap for branding reasons i guess right mm-hmm. um but I, yeah i prefer like pokemon snap the seven island journey or something like yeah Something, something like that, I think, would be more fun. Um, or, like, ideally, I mean, obviously. In this case, it's obviously kind of a pretty clear remake. With those Mario Brothers games, I, I wish they would definitely would do, like, a subtitle. Like I said, this one is the most okay I'm with out of all of them. But, yeah, I, I prefer a subtitle for most of the games. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a huge... We'll move on from this in a second. But this is also, like, obviously a big issue, in my opinion, with um, Xboxes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because like I'm trying, I'm in the market for an Xbox One X, um, which is the old generation, <laughs> not the newest generation, but the old generation, but the newest version of it, or like the Pro edition of yeah. the new, like the old version. But like, uh, so I'm I'm basically trying to find one secondhand. But you have to like look at all the pictures and go very carefully through the description because. Uh, like, if you're trying to search on Facebook Marketplace or something, because, you know, there's now the Series X, which is the newest generation. So some people sell, put the, title it as One X, but they're actually selling a Series X for, like, 900 bucks or whatever they <laughs> think it's worth. Yeah. And vice versa. That gets all intermixed. And then some people will just put them, title them Xbox One, which, I mean, I guess the Xbox One X is an Xbox One. But when somebody says Xbox One, they think the base model. And it's just like... Yeah what is going on or like you get the series s and then there's also the xbox one s which is like the light version basically of the old generation <laughs> like it's just that stuff is such a disaster yeah. in my opinion well yeah um, i mean like, like playstation it's just like playstation 4 i don't i think they might have done a slim but i'm not sure but playstation 4 and then just playstation 4 pro and it's left at that it's like i mean and that makes like that's immediately understandable exactly. as like even if you're a mom who goes into and i mean don't mean to to take the typical you know mom walks into GameStop, you know yeah. um scenario but like you you do have to think about this right like if you're a grandparent going to buy your kids something mm. um you know if you see a ps4 and a ps4 pro like you clearly understand that they are the same tier of console and one is just like a higher version of the other yeah. basically like it's pretty obvious to understand. I don't know why this didn't die with the Wii U because I think a huge problem with Wii U sales was that people thought it was like a tablet attachment for your original Wii mm. because why wouldn't you? You know, if if you're like the Wii the whole the whole reason the Wii was successful is cuz it appealed to people who like weren't video gamers and families and stuff who didn't really normally invest in this kind of ecosystem. Yeah. So then to I don't know, it just seems like they didn't really do enough research to see how people would react to the the name Wii U because I think that was a big trouble with it but so I don't know why companies didn't learn from that I mean it all, I don't think it's really hurt sales necessarily but it's just so like annoying as a consumer yeah but uh yeah tangent over on that one um <laughs> so yeah last uh this is just a, a quick news article that I I found interesting as well just because the local mall where we grew up I think is uh pretty much heading heading for death i don't know i don't live there anymore you do but oh, I, I doubt anything new was really popping off in, in the mall there no i mean there was a bank in the mall like right now i think left in the mall i mean it's like it's a full-size mall um left in there oh, yeah. there's like a technology store that like no one ever goes to because everything's overpriced to that that specific storefront uh there's like an ardeen's uh bookstore um a liquor store a dollar store <laughs> like maybe two clothing stores a jewelry store and uh like a hair salon and then like a couple yeah. of cable things but like yeah i mean like way too many empty stores basically and there's like 90 yeah. percent empty and 10 percent filled but <laughs> so uh, but yeah. um yeah the story here being that uh epic games has bought a shopping mall i think in uh i want to say it is uh let's see here in maryland mm-hmm. um so they bought like an entire shopping mall complex to basically make their their new headquarters <clears throat> slash campus so i think this is uh, something we might see a lot more i mean obviously i don't think in our little small town where we grew up but yeah like a lot of these shopping malls are, are kind of dying out because i mean i think 
rent in them is just significantly higher than is, uh, you know, like you kind of need to be a big established brand or kind of even just a one-off, like mm. committing your whole existence to it. But the problem with malls is like, as they start to die, you get less foot traffic, which means, you know, there's less people walking into those like crappy tech salons that charge like 30 bucks for a two foot USB cable, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like the only reason those places I think even exist is because, you know, people are at the mall and they're like, oh yeah, I guess I do need a phone charger. Let me just pick one up here, even though it's double the price of yeah. anywhere else I could get it. So yeah. Plus I just thought this was cool. Of, uh, oh yeah. I just was surprised we didn't um, see this, uh, you know, a bit more, mm. uh, more often, but I think it'd be pretty cool. Like, you know, you could have all kinds of each of the different shops. Like it's almost perfect built for right. Each different shop kind of can be its own, you know, set of, of computers. Like its own little office or team could be in each place. And, yeah. You know, you already have like pre-built bathrooms all over the place. Like it's just I don't know. It's a perfect yeah conversion, especially if you need a huge amount of space. Like I'm sure Epic Games does, right? You know, they have like, you know, they're actually making games. Then they have the Epic Game Store, which I'm sure has its own. Mm. fleet of developers and marketing teams and plus you already have like just seems really cool plus you have the food court if there's a food court in that mall which everyone can go to sit down on their break and stuff like that yeah when when i see that article i just picture like (laughs) i don't know if you if you've seen the show silicon valley at all but um, no i haven't but but like this is a very silicon valley movie yeah yeah, just like i don't know if it's actually like that i don't know how close to reality it is because i don't work in the tech industry but like yeah, just like the offices and stuff like that that they always had. It was like just always like super over entitled people and like but like these like super big loungy areas with like beanbag chairs and like soda fountains and like foosball tables. Yeah, foos- classic <laughs> foosball tables and like you know these fridges filled with like coconut water and like mineral waters and all this kind of stuff. Just yeah. <laughs> this is what I envision when I see that article. It's like what this mall is going to be turned into, basically. Yeah, basically, that's pretty much what it's gonna be. But I think I think it's cool. I, I I like the idea, especially. And I mean, it's always nice to repurpose. Like, all, like obviously they're gonna have to do a lot of renovation, I imagine. But yeah. it's nice to not have to like completely pave a whole other zone of forest just to put up a similar <laughs> building structure. You know, yeah. might as well repurpose. I think it's a good, good for everybody involved. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I guess with that, I uh, will take a, a quick little break and then we'll, we'll meet you back here. We'll, uh, we'll talk about Rocket League. And we're back. So this week, guys, we said at the top of the show, uh, we're going to talk about Rocket League. Uh, we've been playing that for uh, quite a little while off and on. Um, it's kind of, we play a, always, a, a we always have a multiplayer game on the go, I'd say, and, mm. uh, We've been, I think, slowly transitioning almost from uh, <laughs> Rainbow Six to Rocket League, and uh, yeah. I think I think there's a lot of obvious reasons for that, but we'll definitely uh, get into it as we discuss here. So I'll I'll pass it off to you. I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking so far. So sure. tell me uh, what's your what's your feelings, opinions about uh, Rocket League? Um, I definitely enjoy it. I mean, we play it quite a bit together, so obviously I wouldn't be playing it if I didn't. But um. Mm-hmm. But most of my most of my issues with this game, if I have any, um, lie within like the, um, the like inventory, like the the car purchasing, like all the purchasing side of things with this game now. Because we've been we've been playing this game for a long time now. I think like the last like five six years, like since it came out basically as Rocket League, we've been we paid for it and we've been playing it. 
Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, and I think that's been nice about it is it's relatively stayed the same. I mean, like this still the same main game mode, like one v one, two v two, three v three, or four v four, and it's just like you know the same type of arena, just different like skins for it, same premise, same time limit, like everything's maintained very consistent with it. So that thing I like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, it's just like like the in-game credits now just like everything seems so expensive to to buy and like um i'm constantly like bombarded and have this huge inventory of like blueprints basically so for different skins and boosts and toppers and goal animations and all this kind of stuff like you can get a you get blueprints for them and then you have to pay basically pay in-game credits which is real money to unlock them is basically mm-hmm. how they do it now. Before, when we actually paid money for the game, these toppers and all this kind of stuff, you would basically just unlock through leveling up as you're playing the game, and you just have a new topper or a new boost, but now you get a blueprint for it, and you have to pay money to unlock it, which, I mean, I guess where the game's free now, I mean, it's definitely a need for some sort of monetization, but, like, everything just seems overpriced, in my opinion. Like, a goal animation that I have a blueprint for right now literally costs $20 in game credits to unlock. Like that's like two indie games. If you buy them like on sale, which (laughs) indie games go on sale all the time. It's like, it just seems like really hard to justify anything purchase wise in that game. And yeah, that's like a really fun customizable part of the game that I enjoy being able to do. So, yeah, I, um, I mean, prior to, to doing the podcast here, because I knew obviously you were going to be talking about this game, I decided to try and look up some of the details about how the shop changed and everything when it went free to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't able to find, I'm sure I could find some detailed outline somewhere, but um, in my quick search so far, I wasn't really able to find super detailed outline of, of what, um, kind of how it changed over. I guess all the stuff that used to be free, like all the stuff that you used to get just by playing matches or however it worked in the original game. Mm-hmm. Um, so those all got moved into the drops. So like, you know, when you open the little capsules, like, and you get something random that apparently pulls from that pool of original items, plus like some new seasons of items that got added to it. Um, but yeah, the blueprint, I wonder, I'm curious almost how the new player experience is. Um, like, I wonder if we started a new account now, if there's, like, a tutorial or an introduction to how all this works and stuff, because, mm. um, to me, that's the biggest hurdle for that, like, inventory shopping DLC type side of it, is that, um, like, I just, I did, it doesn't, it's, to me, it's not immediately obvious, like, how the blueprints work and how you're supposed to basically pay to kind of unlock the item that's on it. Yeah. Um, and then how you can kind of, like, trade up, like, five items to get something of the same pack but higher rarity and stuff like all those little mechanics for how the inventory management works just seem really um kind of odd and especially with a free-to-play game i think you kind of want to make a lot of that stuff super obvious to the player how it you know how it all works so maybe there is some sort of tutorial part to it almost if you do start a new account and we just didn't get privy to that (laughs) as we've had our accounts for years but um i don't know the game itself though i it's just, I don't know, it's just super engaging, right? It's super fun. Yeah. Um, it's just a simple formula. Like you said, I don't think they've even really touched the formula too much. Um, 
since it's since it started right it's just rc cars trying to play soccer and it's just <laughs> such a such a great idea i mean i love i love little sports games like this like there's a lot of indie kind of sports um sports games kind of like this but the kind of couch co-op you know you never really get much of a chance to to play them right this is this is kind of if you take one of those little indie kind of sports game five minute match ideas and make it into a full game put lots of polish on it hmm. um it's great um graphically um yeah, it, it looks really good to me I, I like the way it looks it's simple enough that it doesn't uh, get in the way of any of the mechanics but there's enough flair and excitement to to it that it's just a really joy to to look at yeah um do you do you like the graphics uh, do you play it on switch at all does it look any different um, any different i switch? have played it on switch a little bit but not not much i primarily play it on playstation but um the graphics are definitely not as good but that's mm-hmm. a given um yeah but no i mean it's definitely all still very playable like nothing seems like it's like dropping frames or anything like that or anything anything weird like it's definitely playable it's just a lower quality of graphics which is fine um yeah. another thing i like too is like there's tons of like all there's there's hundreds of different boosts and like boost trails and stuff like that that they have and engine sounds and everything like that and there's nothing there's never been like a boost that anyone's had or a trail or anything like that that's like literally been distracting or that's been like an advantage <laughs> to have that's yeah. like basically like you know smoke someone out that they can't see basically or anything like that so on that side of things i think that's like a job a job well done and it's something that doesn't frustrate me which is <laughs> which is good yeah the closest it comes to for me is um and i'm guilty of i think using this although i just recently switched off of it but the gold plating for your cars mm-hmm. um makes your car look orange even if you're on the blue team um which can be a little distracting like if you're in the heat of a moment you're seeing um you know see another car that's orange and you think you're on the orange team that's your teammate <laughs> but it's not yeah um that's the only thing that's I think is a little bit, but I mean skins in any game you're gonna kind of run into that issue, um, pretty much no matter what. There's always gonna be a little bit of an issue with skins, but yeah, um, but yeah, customizing your car. I love it gives you so many options, um, you know, from everything. They they really squeezed I think every bit of customization out of it, um, which I don't mind. Um, with the pricing. Like pricing for cosmetics, I I understand kind of why it is the way it is, especially if it's a free to play game. Um, Because you kind of you do have to make your money somewhere, and you know, a vast majority of players probably aren't putting money into it, so you kind of need to get the money out of the players who are that will make up for all the free to free players, basically. Yeah. Um, I like the battle pass. This has a battle pass, which pretty much every free to play game I think nowadays has. Um. I'm personally still not tired of battle passes. Like, if there needs to be paid engagement for a game, it's it's a formula that I personally like. Um, it just gives you, like... I mean, it sucks because that kind of existed for free back when the game first launched. Like you said, after every match, you kind of got it unlocked, which was exciting and mm. fun. Gave you a reason to want to keep playing. This is kind of that, which, unfortunately, you have to pay for if you want the, the premium track of the battle pass. But... Yeah. Um, I just I like the formula. I like being able to work towards progression, and you're always kind of unlocking something, and it's hmm. it's just a fun. Instead of like, I I prefer this rather than paying ten bucks and you know getting ten items up front and then that's it. It's just kind of over this like lets you kind of almost stretch your money out over thirty days or however long the battle pass ends up being. Yeah. 
And they're normally not too expensive. Like, I will probably get upset the day that battle passes start costing, you know, like 30 or 40 or 50 dollars. But like right now, most of the time, they're like 15 bucks, 10 or 15 bucks a lot of time. Mm. And I feel like there's a lot of content in it. And it, it's a win-win for everybody, I think. Like, the players get more content out of the battle pass than they would if they just spent $10 on buying straight-up cosmetics. Like you said, that, you know, sometimes gets you, like, two toppers and yeah. <laughs> a new skin or something. Um, well, I mean, like, one thing that one thing that's kind of annoying <clears throat> to me with that stuff is, like, they have, like, the uncommon, like, the rare and something like legendary drops or whatever they're called. Um mm-hmm. Which is like cool because um, that basically gets you an item without having to do the blueprint route and paying in-game credits. But I don't know if it's just because like we played the game for a lot, like quite a bit before it became free and like when it first came out and stuff. But I swear every uncommon drop item that I've, well, every drop item that I've gotten so far has been a duplicate of something that I already have. Like I just yeah, I don't know. I wish it would. I wish it would kind of eliminate the 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 possibility of duplicates because yeah i have like the same boost but it's marked as like a rare and then one's marked as like a legendary but it's literally the same boost or topper or whatever and it's just like it i just don't see i just don't see like why it's being labeled as such like there's no visual difference between it so i don't understand why like one's (laughs) rarity is higher than the other two which makes no sense um i haven't looked at your inventory but some of them have a different attribute um like some of the, if they're a higher tier rarity, they normally have like a, a special attribute added to it. Um, some of them are just recolored, but then other ones are actually like they'll track certain stats for you and stuff like that, which is a thing that I think originated probably in Counter Strike or CS:GO. Like all this, like I'm sh- I don't know if you know much about CS:GO skins and what a huge market that is for yeah. in-game cosmetics, but um, those basically do that, like the higher rarity ones will like track the amount of headshots or kills or stuff that you get or mm. melee kills and just different things like that. And they kind of carry that information with them. So, cause I have like, I have a topper, I think and it has like the turtle special quality or something on it, which it tracks the amount of like upside down goals I get or something. <laughs> um, so it might be something like that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just something you didn't notice, but Man. yeah, it's, and, and you can trade them up, I guess, but you know, trading like, five to one or seven to one or something never feels super great but i guess there's something you could do with them maybe well yeah i've traded i've done that too and i've traded in some ones that i had and <laughs> yeah, then I, I just i just unlocked ones that i already had again it's like <laughs> yeah that's rough i don't know i haven't had too much issue uh i haven't had such bad luck as you but then again i i don't know i don't tend to swap up my stuff as much like i kind of have a look that i kind of like and just mm. keep it for the most part but and um, one, one thing i wish they would bring back as far as like monetization is being able to buy the vehicles because like um like not that they necessarily have like these the special ones like uh my one of the main cars i use is like the like the delorean from back to the future which you can't get anymore which is like kind of cool to a certain degree but like just the basic like made like the game made like car models Mm -hmm. like you can't unlock them unless you like i guess get a blueprint for them or if they're like in the battle pass or whatever so like yeah in the drops now yeah yeah i remember reading that too when i was looking up some stuff yeah so like even the car unlocks are now like considered like legendary or like epic tier drops from the packs and stuff yeah so you're probably gonna have to pay like ten dollars for it uh and, and game credits which 
like I remember when we played, like I got the the like the DeLorean, and you had and you got like the uh, Star Wars or the Star, no, not Star, Batman, the uh, Batman Superman crossover one, which yeah, I think were each like ninety nine cents. So I was like, you know, yeah, they're just like yeah. Now you got to pay like twenty dollars for a goal animation. Just seems like, you know, one side of the other for monetization. Yeah, well, I mean, the game was, like, the reason I went free-to-play is because it was bought by Epic, right? Who mm. makes Fortnite probably the hugest free-to-play game that's ever existed for all like, all time. But <laughs> So, like, I think that they know what they're doing in a way, like, with how to get money out of it, mm. which is unfortunate. Um, but, I mean, luckily, none of it has impact on gameplay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, really. Um, and, I mean, speaking of gameplay, um, I guess we'll actually talk about the game itself a, a bit. Um one of the things I th- I think is really enjoyable about this is that the skill floor is is um is pretty nice. Like you, I I think you can if you were starting to play this. Like sure, if you go into rank, like you might get slapped around a bit. But if you just queue up into like a three v three as as yourself, I think like you can get a handle on the mechanics enough that you can you know luck into some cool shots and feel pretty awesome about it. Yeah. Um, in a pretty quick time, and then. You can also keep building on that experience, like, over time, you know, learn aerials, learn how to set shots into the middle, you know, you could, um, you don't, but you don't have to learn all that up front to get, you know, some fun experience out of it, which, um, in my experience, I haven't gone back and played Fortnite in forever, but Fortnite, to me, has this problem where you're kind of SOL unless you dedicate your life to Fortnite, (laughs) like, yeah. You can, like, sure, you can play and you can probably make it to, like, the top 50 or top 25% regularly if you play a certain way. But, like, because of the way Battle Royales are structured, like, there's always going to be, you know, the sweaty people who, as soon as you, like, shoot a shot in their direction, they've built, like, a five-story mansion with, like, (laughs) shielded walls and shit, like, (laughs) within two seconds. And it's just impossible to, like, play against those people. Um, yeah, I mean, and not saying like again, if you go into like one v ones or something on on Rocket League rank, like yeah, somebody's there is probably gonna spank you around. But yeah, um, I think there's enough that you could do even as a new player. Um, that uh, I think that's a really good advantage to this game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll touch quickly on the battle royales for just a second, but um, yeah, I haven't been able to find like a battle royale at all that I like for that exact reason. Is like. They're all free to play for the most part now, which is fine. But mm-hmm. like, um, but like some people like that's like their main and only game that they play now, and it's like yeah, like you can't really if you're matching up like a hundred people, you can't really do skills and ranks all that well without like probably taxing your system quite a bit. But like, but yeah, it's just like it's hard to like get any good at them because people know the game so well when you're just trying to learn the game and you'll just keep getting killed and you'll get frustrated before you can learn the game yeah i mean that leads to like another thing that i like about this is the games are super fast right it's five minute games yeah um and you can pretty much count on it always being i'd say five to ten minutes for a game right because if you score a goal you got to go through the replay that adds a bit of time and then if you go into overtime i think overtime stops at plus 10 minutes but i don't think we've ever got to that point oh really okay yeah i've never um yeah i think it will just result in a tie if you're still tied after 10 minutes of overtime so that would be a 15 minute game but like that would be an intense ass 15 minutes yeah. um and 
I mean, for better or for worse, you pretty much have to stay, like, hyper-focused for those five minutes. Like, you can't really hmm. let your guard down. Um, but for such a short time span, I think that's uh, that's expected and, and, and fun element to yeah. it is that stuff can always change you know in an instant basically well one thing i like about this too where we've been playing a lot of siege lately too is the fact that like it's no longer me you and three strangers on a team it's just me and you so communication and game plan will work 100 percent of the time because there's only me yeah, to go back and forth with so that's yeah. also another perk about it that's been nice is like I don't have to depend on anyone but myself and you, which I don't have any issues in doing so. Whereas, like, <laughs> yeah, like, you're playing a match of Siege and, like, your teammate just kills you out of nowhere for no reason. And then, <laughs> or, like, blames the loss on you because you didn't win a 5v1 or something. Yeah, yeah, it but, scales very well. Because there's 1v1 all the way up to 4v4, basically. Yeah. So, however many people you have in your group, up to 4, you know, you can... uh you can make that your max group size and because it's free to play because games go so fast like the queue times are always insanely short like you don't have to wait more than like 10 seconds to get in a game which coming from siege is again (laughs) Mm. insanity and then there's no pick or ban or anything like that like you're just into it so like yeah this is a perfect game if you want to just like you know hop on for half an hour and play like three four games yeah, if I had like a hard stop, thirty minutes to play something like this would be what I'd go to because mm. it's just just so easy to to get going. Yeah. Um, and I mean, when it's going good, it's going good. <laughs> if it's going bad, it can spiral <laughs> a little bit. I yeah, I will say this game. This is the only game, and this happened a long time ago when we first got it. Uh, when we first, well, back before it was free to play, like way back mm. years ago. Um, this is the only game I have raged out quit the game and immediately uninstalled it from the console <laughs> i i don't know like i and playing it again like playing it now like i don't think i would ever get to that point but man can i see where that comes from like there are some times when it just feels like nothing you could do mm. they're just going to like get some perfect block and it's going to fly past you and you're going to swing and miss and it's just going to roll into your net and that's going to happen like three times back to back and it is just uh, i it just irritates me to no end sometimes and i don't even know why like i don't know why this one this gets me more mad than siege does i would say (laughs) which is crazy to me because in siege like if you get killed like you are just like sitting on the bench for like three or four minutes which maybe is good maybe you'd like kind of have that cooldown timer (laughs) but yeah that might be it now that i actually say it out loud but this like you're right back into it and, like, you have to, like, you know, you have the stress of, like, okay, I just let that in. I can't make that same mistake again. But then you still, like, have so many other things to think about. And you're, like, okay, maybe I got to try something different. But now you're, like, trying a new strategy. So you're out of your comfort zone there. It's, yeah, uh, yeah it, can, it can be rough. Um, what's your, like, favorite part of it? Do you like the 2v2 dynamic? Or do you think it'd be more fun as a 3v3? Like, we've primarily played 2v2 yeah. for the most part. We played some 3v3 and you with, like, our cousin and stuff like that a bit. Yeah. Um, I like the 2v2. I think it's, like, just the perfect amount of, like, bodies within that field. Like, I know 4v4 yeah. is called, like, chaos, I think is what they call it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, something like that. Um, but 3v3 is even just hectic. Like, there's a new, like, there's a temporary game mode going on right now that we played last night. Um, and 
like it's kind of interesting because like this game you can play with people on like every console now like pc playstation xbox switch so um i don't know really if that has much effect into it or anything like that but Mm -hmm. um but like normally if someone's just named like dave then they're probably on switch like (laughs) but um but yeah i don't know like it's just playing with strangers on that game i think this is a game that really you get a lot of personally for me i get a lot more enjoyment out of it when like you have you're sticking to a plan basically because we were playing with a stranger last night and like he wasn't playing he wasn't playing defensively at all unless the ball was in our side basically like he wasn't staying on that side to prepare he was just always trying to blast through and get the ball and like if me or you had like a setup for the shot he was still trying to make it when we're clearly like there like about yeah. to make it and that happened with like three or four different strangers in a row so it was just like it seems typical of like solo players i guess maybe that do that. yeah well i think like i think i'd prefer it as a 3v3 if you had three people all like talking on voice chat like on an actual coordinated team yeah um because i just think that gives you a lot more opportunity to have people setting and then spiking it like the problem with 2v2 um is like if somebody sets the ball to the middle um and somebody comes in to, to spike it or to take the shot the person who set it basically has to immediately go back to their half because if not if the spike goes wrong and gets past the spiker like it gets blocked back and nobody's gone back to to the net like it'll half the time just roll across the field and it's yeah. just going the net and it's it's a bummer so i mean it's very it's very like agile game like it's very like you have to constantly be going up down up down up down the field which is which is good so i do like the 2v2 i just think 3v3 is like the the premier game mode i'd say like it's probably like the headline game mode that's mm. the one that they like promote the most so um i do wish i get to play more 3v3 i also quite like 1v1 it's not something i put a lot of time into necessarily <laughs> but it, 1v1's a whole different game like it's very like uh-huh. it almost feels like a chess match right like you have to like every like move every turn you make has to be like calculated and you have to like yeah you know because you can't like if you get past the ball they can just like drive it into your net right like so it's very like boxing match chess match type yeah back and forth which is unlike any of the other game modes right like you can't do really anything crazy like you have to calculate exactly what you want to do and how you're gonna get the ball past (laughs) i played a 1v1 match one time and it was just like the guy would not leave his net no matter where <laughs> I had the ball in the court, the whole yeah. game, which just made it super annoying, because like I either would I would either get it in on like the key on like the tee off at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and then it would just restart that way. Or if I missed it, then basically I would go and try to make a shot, and then if I missed the sh- missed the shot or like messed up in any small way, he would just hit it and go into my net, which is like a fine tactic, but it just made the game feel so much longer than five minutes, just because it's like okay, now I got to take, like, I have enough time to make this set up and precise and everything like that, but then it's, like, you know, if I don't make it, then it's just, like, super predictable what's going to happen next. I'm not going to be able to make it back to my net because it's only one person, <laughs> and he's just going to hit it. Yeah. Yeah, the um, the solo games can feel a lot longer. Well, in my experience, they're really high scoring. Like, they normally end, like, five to seven or something crazy yeah. because 
it's just always an open net basically right so it's just so high scoring and then every time you have to watch the replay i like i almost wish they would disable replays or make them shorter or faster or something on on solo just because they are higher scoring games at least at the rank that i play at and it's yeah. like you can skip the replay of everyone in the whole game agrees to skip it but whoever scored the goal almost never it wants to skip the replay <laughs> yeah. like if you just got dunked on like you immediately spam x and you're like okay i don't need to see this but the other person's like <laughs> watch this no, shit you again watch. please and speaking of that the one thing that I, I honestly so the cosmetic the purchasing stuff i don't it's not ideal but i understand the need for it from like a revenue perspective and things like that mm -hmm. and i kind of like the way the battle pass is the challenges um you can kind of get like daily or weekly quests which they call challenges um those are good too i seem to just tick them off without thinking about them though for almost everything i'd say yeah. um because a lot of them are just like clear the ball five times which if you play the game and don't just afk like you're probably going to do <laughs> yeah like, over the course of a couple games. I wish they had a couple more, you know, thoughtful challenges. But then at the same time, you know, if it forces you to do something you don't really want to be doing, you're kind of almost throwing that game away. But I don't know. I wish there was a couple more that made you, like, have to do something fun or interesting. But all that to say, I like all that. The one thing that I think is, like, a bummer, in my opinion, is that, like, trash talk is basically part of the <laughs> cult culture of this game. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's pretty much embraced by the developers, in my opinion, too. Like, they, you know, they have some, like, default emotes and stuff in there that are clearly meant to be, like, almost, like, insulting or meant to be trash talky. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and the annoying part is, is, like, I don't mind trash talk. Like, fun banter is is okay in my opinion but um on the internet and on <laughs> video games in general it seems to like there's no way you can walk that line like there's no border there like it's immediately into like racist like s sexist territory immediately on shit right yeah. like or like even even the people who type like gg easy at the end of a match like it's just not uh, that's not fun that's not fun banter that's just like okay you're you're an asshole like <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 that happens like in every game i'd say but the problem like again comparing it maybe to siege is like siege you can get team killed and stuff which i think is toxic enough as it is but it's a slightly different subject but but to see rocket league like almost embrace it like by like i said having some of the custom emotes basically be default <laughs> insults and Having some of, like, the player banners, like, you have a player banner that is just, like, a, a guy crying, and I think it says, what is, what is the one, what does that one say? Sorry? I can't is remember. it the sorry one? Maybe, yeah. But, yeah, and then there's another banner that's just a salt shaker, like, shaking or something, right? <laughs> like, it, it's just part of the culture of that game, which I guess is fine. Like, it, it kind of always has been. And when they were, like, an edgy, it, like, because this pretty much started out as, like, an indie game, right? Like, it was just a small team who just made this. And when you're an edgy indie company you know you're not really sure how many players you're gonna have it's kind of a fun you know side to it like you your small edgy you know team and you can kind of lean into the you know being being sassy about your in-game communication but like now that it's a big free-to-play game um mm. you know it's just when like you're every, getting every asshole that like console in the world can play it now yeah and it's just like i don't know there's no like finesse to it at all like 
people it'll be like you'll you'll have like a nice back and forth for like four and a half minutes and in the last 30 seconds they score one goal on you mm. and then chat is just like you guys suck big dick ggez the worst you guys are the worst like yeah. it's just like yeah. it's like okay this is not like an engaging fun banter this is just like you're being an you asshole. are just a, you're just an asshole yeah uh, that is like the honestly the one negative of the game and it doesn't that's not even the part that rages me i don't think like i don't think i get triggered by people doing it it just like disappoints me <laughs> in humanity <laughs> yeah like the gameplay itself is what irritates me because um, i almost think it's a sign of it being a good game though because i get mad because i know a lot of the times okay i should have prepared better for this incoming shot or like man i I, I wish I had gone and picked up a boost earlier so I could have made this jump or like, yeah. you know, things like that. Like I know I could have done better. Um, and I think that's a really good sign of the game because it means like you're pretty much in control of all the mechanics, mm. the way the ball bounces sometimes could feel a little awkward. Uh, I, I trust that there is like a logic to how it all works. And I feel like if you're a pro, like if you played this game, like every day for, you know, five days a week, six hours a day like you would learn exactly how to predict the ball yeah but sometimes the way it bounces off the curved edges on the sides can be a little unpredictable and frustrating i think but yeah other than that i feel like everything is pretty predictable for me except for when there's lag yeah for me i was gonna say it's when like if if i don't know how the game allocates who's like a party leader of the two teams or whatever or if, if it even does that but like basically if like one like sometimes it doesn't even matter on ping sometimes but most of the time it is ping based if someone's got a high ping then like basically you see them hit the ball animation wise in the game and then like a second later it basically the velocity of the ball starts moving as if it was hit i know a second's a little bit more a little bit exaggerative it's probably like half a second or a quarter of a second but when it's that fast paced it means a lot like yeah like last night we were just playing a game it was like how frequently this kind of stuff happens is like i was in the net basically trying to block a goal and he swung forward hit the ball and i moved in the direction of the ball but then by the time the ball actually moved because of the delay it like i was already past it and it like went through and went in the net because i was completely out of the way so it was just like stuff like that yeah can be a little frustrating as far as like delay can but I guess there's no real way all around that. It's just like the nature of the internet, but yeah. Well, the net code's a little weird because yeah, like you said, if any, if any one person is like lagging or has a high ping, um, it seems to affect the entire game and all the players a lot more than it should yeah. instead of just it being a problem for that one player. Um, I'm pretty sure they use like central servers. So I don't think I don't think like it's client to client. Like I don't think mm. anyone's like I don't think like it's being run off of one console and dispatching to the others because they have server names like when you connect to a server you can see it's like you know use use stash one four four seven eight nine five or whatever so like i think those are servers that you're connecting to but like i I understand a bit about netcode and multiplayer and stuff in that you know basically what's happening is the game on your console is trying to predict because like the console can't like the online games would basically never work if the console had to wait for every instruction from the server as to where the players are going right so the game is basically trying to pre-process and pre-predict where everything is going to be you know each frame or each you know each physics cycle um and so when somebody's lagging you know the the server has to 
predict that for a longer period of time and then eventually you know when they get the instructions 100 milliseconds behind everybody else they kind of have to retroactively update everyone and that's where you get like people you know jumping around to a different location or the ball taking a different angle than you thought it was locally but it seems like the server almost gives too much priority to people who kind of get their orders in late for lack of better terms right like instead of it just punishing them and being like oh too late like this is actually what we went with instead they just like they're like oh okay like 100 milliseconds ago you actually turned left instead of right so let's fuck everybody else up (laughs) and show them that instead like instead of just kicking them around and i don't know it it yeah, the, the the threshold can be if if you're having a problem with that, I recommend restricting your server to like just the closest server to you. There's a way in like the ranked menu, you yeah. hit a button, it's up in the top right or something. There's the button prompt, hmm. but you can like restrict what region servers you want because by default, I think there's like a recommended list which will put you you know in the closest five. But for us, we're on like the east coast of North America, so we do U.S. East. But I think if you just leave it on recommended, you know, it'll throw U.S. West into the list and you know maybe even um, western europe and stuff and it's just like for for like such an action-packed like millisecond by millisecond sports game it's uh yeah it's pretty rough for it to like start dipping above like 100 milliseconds of ping um could be a little little crazy on the physics there but um yeah since we switched to us east we haven't had too many of those issues but um yeah so i mean rocket league i I, I wish I had more, like, friends who played it, because I think it would be fun to, like, have, like, 2v2s against people that you know. That's the one thing that yeah. uh, that is nice. And, I mean, it's a free-to-play game, so it's easier to talk people into trying than most games would be. But um, but uh, I always miss the days of, of playing, you know, big multiplayer games with people. Mm. Um, but I honestly, I really like Rocket League. I think I'll be playing it for a, a long time to come it's one that you can always kind of come back to you're going to be a little rusty but they pretty much never change the formula um so you're always going to have some basic understanding of how it works yeah. um and they also introduce like they always have there's like some casual modes that they kind of like there you can play hoops i think pretty much permanently they kind of added that as like a permanent casual mode so there's lots of fun playlists and stuff all the time yeah um which i wish i wish siege did this is one thing that i wish siege did has had some more like variety in game modes and fun stuff like that splits the player base which i know they already have like a bit of a bit of trouble with but yeah um so but rocket league doesn't seem to have that problem as of yet so it's fun to always have new things to try yeah it's weird it seems like siege puts like a lot of work into these alternative game modes like they did one at christmas time there where it was like everyone was or it was halloween it was like everyone was like these muppet looking characters like the skin on them so they designed like skins for like 12 operators i think or 10 operators mm-hmm. and then like a whole new map and like like textures for the whole new map and everything and like win animations and everything like that and and then it lasts for like two weeks it just seems like really yeah. silly that they put all this time and work into these modes that like are on for two weeks and then they're just gone forever well yeah we'll, we'll look to wrap it up here in a second but i mean the reason the reason siege i think siege does that because like the limited time frame serves a lot of purposes one is that you know if you had it for a longer game mode it would split up like you know you'd have half people playing that and half people playing ranked so queue times would be a lot longer people would get more frustrated with that so where you have it like a limited time like a week or two weeks only um then it kind of everyone is almost dedicated to playing that and then they go back to the other one once it's over mm-hmm. so 
there's that it kind of keeps everyone together a lot better um which again if you had a lot of players that wouldn't be as much of an issue but siege especially where there's no cross-platform play and stuff like you're only playing with other ps4 players and stuff if you're playing on ps4 that is Mm. so that's a little tough and then the other thing is i mean see the events in rainbow six siege i think are almost basically seen as a revenue source uh in siege right like they make it and they know that because there's people out there who are like completionists for siege right so they every time an event comes out they will buy every single pack (laughs) to unlock all the cosmetics right yeah Luckily, Siege does a thing where, like, for the event packs, you can't get duplicates, right? So, like, if there's 30 unique cosmetics in the event, you can just buy 30 packs and you'll get them all, basically. Luckily, they at least do that. But they know that there's going to be a lot of players out there who just, every time they put in an event, people are going to buy 30 packs, which is a significant chunk of money, right? So, it's basically profit for them, right? Like, they put these events, where if they had these events and they had them available over longer term... You know, people wouldn't feel as pressured to have to buy up everything, like, right away because it's going away in a week, right? So, mm. unfortunately, I mean, it's not, like, a it's not like a super nice sales tactic, but, like, it's that is how a lot of video game events and stuff work, right? They want you to, to buy the stuff now or it's going away forever, right? Yeah. So, there's there's that for sure. But, to wrap it up on Rocket League, I think it's, it's super fun. I think it's pretty easy to get into. Not that you're not going to have bad matches and get matched against people who are crazy, but as far as like, as far as um, like online multiplayer versus games go, I think this is like honestly a pretty nice one to get into. I think it'd be a lot easier than getting into something like Fortnite. I think it'd be a lot easier than getting into um, like League of Legends or you know something crazy like that. Like there's yeah. not a huge learning curve at least to get started in Rocket League. And then from there, you can just keep trying to practice, you know, your aerials and your wall shots and stuff. Like, you can just build that knowledge up over time. Yeah. So, I love it. It's gorgeous. Runs fine for the most part. Um, Plus, like, going super- back to, like, the thing where you're saying as far as, like, you know, you ever, even if you're not super good at the game, like, you'll get, like, a lucky shot that looks really cool or feels really cool. And then that's kind of yeah. some self-positive reinforcement to, like, keep playing and get better at the game because you can, like, yeah. I can make this more often. So, it's a little bit more, like, self gratifying as well with that type yeah, exactly. of gameplay and you can queue like if you're just playing by yourself you can queue into the 3v3s um and you know get matched with some people who might carry it it's like you said sometimes they'll pass a shot to you and it bounces off your car even though you're just sitting there and you get the goal it's still you know you still feel good about it right like you're like yeah <laughs> i did that on purpose i was in the right place at the right time yeah <laughs> calculated <laughs> um so yeah it's 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 super fun in that respect and if you get a couple friends together if you play like 3v3 like even if you all suck like you can still make some stuff happen just by coordinating and talking about it oh, and yeah. practicing and it's fun and you never lose too much right it's only five minutes so even if you like or feel like you're getting decked you can either tough it out for the rest of the moment or just forfeit out and it's fine yeah. like you don't feel too bad where again like if you play siege like those are half hour matches if not more or like League of Legends, when I used to play League of Legends, that's like an hour to an hour and 20 minutes per game, right? <laughs> so if you're like 50 minutes in and you like realize you're getting smacked around, like, and you still have to just wait another 30 minutes for it to all be over, like, it's just rough. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I, I super recommend Rocket League. It's, you know, hard to not recommend it. Zero dollars price tag. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and maybe. it's on pretty much every console cross play. So Switch, PC, you can get it anywhere. Where about mobile? I highly recommend it. And with that, uh, do you have any closing comments about Rocket League? No, I mean, I kind of agree with everything you said there. Like, it's 
I mean, it's really fun. I mean, I we I mean we all have our <laughs> all have our advantages, disadvantages, likes and dislikes of both things. But yeah, I mean overall, I really enjoy playing the game. It's a lot of fun. Um, we don't get quite as cranky with that as we do with Siege. At least, I mean, you said you said you might get more upset with, with Rocket League, but um, it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's just so rapid fire that uh, it can beat you down quicker. I guess I don't I don't know how to to assess it, but yeah, something something like that. But but yeah, no, I mean, I definitely recommend it. I mean, it's yeah, it's free to play whatever console you have, so try it out at least. I mean, just no harm, no foul. Yeah, uh, so if you guys have any comments, maybe you played Rocket League since it came out, you're, you're a pro, or something you picked up recently when it went free to play, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, you know, things that you might want to see improved in it, or, you know, things that we missed out on talking about. And you can get in touch with us uh, by email primarily, uh, backlogpod at gmail.com, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well at Backlog Podcast or Backlog Pod. I will have to double check. It's been a while since I accessed those. <laughs> um, and you can find us on Anchor or any other uh, podcasting platform of your choice. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you next week. Oh, yeah. And the game we're going to be playing uh, yeah. Into the Breach. Um, so we'll be playing Into the Breach over the next two <clears throat> weeks. Um, we'll see you guys again in one week. We'll talk about our top five racing games. Uh, and then in two weeks we'll talk about into the breach so we'd love if you play along with us and send in any comments or questions about your experience playing into the breach and uh, we'd love to hear from you later on